This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 156. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, I am happy and excited to be back behind the mic today recording another episode of Tennis Quick Tips If you are one of my very wonderful regular followers, then you probably realize I took about a month off over the holidays, and that was not intentional. Things just kept coming up and happening with my family, my kids, all good things. But next thing I knew, a month had gone by, and I had not yet had a chance to sit down and record an episode for you. But The silver lining is that's probably a good thing because the episode I am bringing to you today is all about how to captain your team to a winning season. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode if you are a tennis team captain. But even if you're not, I'm sure if you listen in, you're going to learn some things that may be interesting to you and interesting enough that you want to bring them to your own tennis team captain, or you might want to even recommend they listen into this episode for themselves. Because I can tell you being a tennis team captain is a difficult job, even when everything is working well and your team members are happy and you're winning, it is still hard to be a tennis team captain just because of all the administrative details that are involved. But today what I'm talking about is not those administrative details. I am talking about what you can actually do as a team captain to take your team through a season and hopefully come out the other end of that season feeling like you've won. So, of course, I always like to bring in my own real-world experience. Right now, I am on two tennis teams, and it turns out that both of those tennis teams are moving up coming into this spring season that we're about to start on. One of my teams actually is moving up because we won our division. So that's one of the ways often you can move up is you're just flat out the winners of your division and you get to move up to the next level. Sometimes you move up because you make a certain number of points. You aren't necessarily the winner, but you're one of the teams that made enough points to move up. But in this situation, I actually had a team that we won and we get to move up a level. My other team is also moving up, but not because we won a certain number of points or because we won that division. I think we actually came in second in the division, but because the league is trying to equalize the number of teams in each division, they are moving up not just the first place team, but also the second place team. And we didn't even know that till very recently that we were going to move up. So that was exciting and wonderful. And 
um, everybody's very happy, but it means that both of these teams did well enough that they're moving up and now will be at a much more competitive level, supposedly. Anyways, what I want to talk about today is how do you do that? How do you get your team to get in that direction of winning? Maybe you have a team that's doing well and you want to find out what can you do for that last little push. Maybe you have a team that you're really trying to turn around um, that hasn't been doing so well and you'd like them to have a chance at achieving a new level of success. Or maybe you are just new to the whole captaining game and you are looking to do the best job you can right off the bat and you're wondering how do you get that team to be winners. So that's what we're talking about today. And I am probably going to be throwing in some of my little real world anecdotes as I go along, but I do actually have three tips for helping you captain your team to a winning season. So let's jump right in. I came up with this particular topic because, of course, as with a lot of my podcast episodes, I received an email from a tennis fixation follower, and here's what it said. My partner and I just became co-captains of our women's nighttime league. We would like to survey our team to find out what they would like to do to improve their games before our spring season begins. Do you have any suggestions or questions we should be asking? I've read your How to Be a Great Tennis Team Captain post and enjoyed your website. And that comment came from Suzanne and Deb. First of all, I want to say to Suzanne and Deb, thank you for submitting your question and congratulations on taking over as your team captains. Suzanne and Deb and all you tennis team captains out there, I applaud you for taking on this job. And just know, if you feel like it's a lot of work to tennis, be a tennis team captain at times, it is. So thanks for doing it. But now let's talk about those tips on captaining your way to a winning season. There are three things I think you can do that you may not already be doing. And I am not talking about uh, those administrative things. Having said that, um, there are some administrative duties you really need to make sure that you know about and that you're uh, taking care of. And all of those are outlined in the tennis quick tips episode that was mentioned before, how to be a great tennis team captain. And I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode, which you can find those show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quick tips 156. And if you're new to captaining, or even if you've been at it for a while, I highly recommend you listen to that episode. It's very quick, but it has some basic tips on what you should be doing to ensure your success as a team captain. But let's talk about captaining your way to a winning season. Here are the three tips I have for you. Number one, Decide on a team goal and communicate it to your team. You need to have a goal for your team. What is your goal for the season? 
And goals can be very different based on different teams. So your goal might be an obvious one to win your division or to move up because you attain the right number of points. That is an obvious goal. That was the goal on both of my teams. Another goal might be just to remain in your division or to not move down. A lot of leagues, they will move you down to a lower division if you don't attain a minimum amount of points or if you come in last in your division. Sometimes they will move you down. So it might be your team's goal not to have that happen. Uh, Your goal might be to just have fun, no matter what happens with the points. You are out there for socializing and fun and playing with your friends, and you're all going to get along no matter what happens with the points, no matter if you move up, move down, whatever that means to you to have a good time, that can be a goal. As you can see, each of these goals is very different. Moving up versus not moving down versus just having a good time no matter what happens, those are very different goals and you're going to captain your team in a very different way depending on if you've adopted one of those goals. That's part of why it's important to have a goal because winning doesn't necessarily winning the correct number of matches. It might just be Winning in the sense of we all had fun and nobody quit the team and we all got along and enjoyed ourselves and we're just happy to be out there. So having a team goal can really determine how you are going to go about winning the season. And it's important to come up with that goal and communicate it with your team. Now, it may be that you as captains are deciding that goal all by yourself. Just for some reason, it's a known thing on your team that you're all competitive and want to move up, and that's the goal. Uh, It could be, though, and Suzanne and Deb asked this in their question about surveying their team, it could be that you need to ask your team, What do you want to achieve this coming season? In which case, you can email your team and ask them that. And that email might be something like, hey, we're the new team captains, and we want to do the best job we can. So let us know what you want to achieve this season. So on this team goal issue, as I said, both of my teams moved up this season. And it turns out, and this is probably true for a lot of you too, both of my teams are almost the same people. We play out of the same club. It's out of one club. And there is significant overlap on the teams. And in fact, we have different team captains for each team, but they kind of work together. They kind of partner up uh, In their way that they handle the teams, they take turns uh, helping each other out. And so it turns out that for each of these teams, we do pretty much have a common goal. And this coming season, 
we did have a new official captain step in. And one of the things she did at the very beginning, uh, or I should say one of the things she did at the end of last season before going forward into this new season was send out an email to all our tennis team members on this one team, but it kind of covered both of the teams. And she was very nice in her email and indicated how uh, well we had done and how we wanted to move forward in the new season and be very competitive. We were going to play at a the next higher level and we were going to expect that it was going to of course be more difficult and so the team goal was to remain competitive stay in this division and do as well as we could and hopefully even come out close to the top in this division for the season so she indicated that she wanted people to be able to commit to playing, to be available to play at least 70% of the matches for the season. That was one of the ways that she surveyed the team to ask, are you able to commit to playing 70% of our matches this season? And for this particular team, our matches are on Mondays. So what she's basically saying is, are you going to leave your Mondays open your Monday mornings open to play for our team because I'm sure as you will discover as a team captain if you don't make it clear how important it is to do that the next thing you know people are scheduling appointments on match days and I know that sometimes appointments are unavoidable doctor's appointments or whatever um, but sometimes I myself have had this experience as a captain people are uh, scheduling on match days to get their hair cut or to get their nails done or they have to go grocery shopping. If your team goal is to be competitive and move up, it's difficult when people are not available to play. So one of the questions we were asked in this, hey, I'm coming in and taking over, was can you commit to playing 70% of our matches this season regardless of whether you'll actually be playing or not. And if you can't, then this may not be the team for you. And so that's the type of thing I think you need to say if you're going to be taking over as captain and working towards winning. That's just an example. But there's other questions you need to ask your team to make sure that they understand this is what you're doing. Maybe even the question is, you know, are you interested in moving up this season or in our team winning its division this season? You need to make sure people understand what they're getting themselves into and that you, if that's your goal and you don't even want to ask the team if they're all on board with it, you need to communicate it to them so that they know it. So tip number one, decide on your team goal and communicate it to the team. If you just want to have fun and your team is laid back and relaxed, let everyone know it. If you're hoping to win your division, move up in the rankings, or desperately need to make points just to stay where you are, let your team know it. This explains what your strategy is. It lets people know whether or not this is the right team for them. And it will help avoid a lot of hurt feelings or misunderstandings later when you don't play particular players very often or when you put them in a particular spot in your lineup. So have a team goal 
and communicate it. Okay, the next major thing you can do to captain your team to a winning season, tip number two, decide how you will handle partnering. How are you going to handle partnering? And there's a number of ways you could do this. First of all, the captains might decide who the partners are with the goal to win. And that means everyone will not necessarily play the same number of matches. And that means everyone will not necessarily play with who they want to play with. Everyone will not necessarily play at the line they think they should play at. The captains decide with the team goal in mind. Another way to handle partnering is the captains will decide who the partners are with the goal for everyone to play equally. Sometimes this is the way you go because the team, again, has a goal to have fun and be relaxed and laid back, and you want to spread it around so that everyone gets an equal chance to play. And, of course, there is absolutely nothing wrong with this. This is not a thing I'm frowning upon. You can win with this type of goal because everyone on the team is supposedly paying the same amount of money to be there, is uh, taking on the same obligations as everyone else. And so being equitable, letting everyone play is certainly a good way to handle partnering. Another way to handle it is that the captains know that most players will have regular partners. Uh, a lot of teams, you do have a regular partner. I've played in a league where you had the same partner every week and you could not switch partners, um, except I can't remember, you could switch like every four weeks or something, but there was no shuffling around the lineup. Uh, you had a designated partner and it was a good way to um, keep teams from sandbagging or stacking the lines by putting better players on lower lines to get points or sacrificing upper lines with worse players. So that could be the way that you'll handle partnering. Players will have regular partners that will be usually taken into account. There may be subs at time, requests may be made to captains, but the understanding is that usually you'll be playing with the same people. You can communicate to your team how you're going to do this, or you can ask them questions. Who do you like to play with? Who do you not like to play with? Uh, what lines do you like to play with? These are the type of things that players can tell you. Hopefully, you'll ask those things uh, somewhat in conf confidence. I mean, you don't want everyone ganging up on any particular player, although I think in my time as captaining, that's usually what happened. There was usually one or two players that everyone wanted to play with and one or two players that nobody wanted to play with. But you have to take all of that into account. And um, a good way to do it is to survey the team and ask them in an email and keep that information confidential between the captains. So that's another thing that you need to decide how you're going to handle partnering and communicate that to the team so they know. Finally, number three, my tip for how to captain your team to a winning season is practice as a team. The one thing I can tell you about both of my teams that have moved up is 
It's a Monday team and a Wednesday team, and we practice together on Tuesdays. We do team drills. We have a pro. Actually, we have two pros that work with us because we have that many people on the team coming out to these drill sessions. But that, I think, has really been our key to moving up. And we do, as I said, work with pros. Our team works together with our pros. The pros don't captain our team. Some clubs, they do, but not this one. The pros do give some limited advice on how they think the team should be conducted as far as partnering, but not very much. And a lot of pros I know, they do not want to get involved in the politics of that. I don't blame them, and our pros really do not. But the great thing about it is whether you work with pros or not, practicing as a team is an excellent way as a captain to see just what you're working with. See who gets along, who plays well together, who doesn't. Uh, It's a great way to see what the strengths and weaknesses of each individual player are. And it gives you a chance to really try some things out. You can put some people together during your practice sessions that you might not necessarily think would get along well. You can put people together who are going to be playing together that week. Um, Practicing as a team is critical, I think, if your goal is to win your division or make points to move up If that's what you want to do, I think practicing as a team is very important. Not only is it important for those reasons that I gave, that you get to see people together and try out new combinations, the reality is a lot of people don't practice at all. All they do is show up, they play their tennis matches that week, that's it. So this is a great way to get your team members out on the court practicing different strokes, practicing their serve, practicing strategies. You can do this even if you don't have a pro to work with. You can try out different drills as a team. Uh, You can certainly that book that I recommended in the last episode, uh, the tennis drill book, is a great source of information for games and drills you could try out with your team. But you can just play out practice sets, practice points, that's a great way to practice too. You don't have to have someone leading you, working you through your strokes. If you just can get out there and practice together, it does a lot to help each of your individual team members improve as tennis players, and it builds camaraderie and cohesiveness and helps you see just what you're working with, and what's the best way to utilize each member of your team. So that's probably, of all the tips I've given you, the three, that one, number three, practicing as a team, is probably the one I would say is most important in captaining your team to a winning season. So, Suzanne and Deb, again, congratulations on taking over. We are starting the spring season here in the United States, and I want to say thank you to all of you who are captaining. I really strongly suggest that you do talk to your team members about each of these things, what your team goal is, 
how you're going to handle partnering and whether or not you can get people out on a regular basis to practice as a team. I think all of those things are going to help you to have a winning season, even if winning just means to you having a good time, having everyone get to play a lot and everybody getting along. That's a laudable goal. And it's just as wonderful of a goal as winning your division. That's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tip. Thanks to all of you for being so patient for me, taking a month off over the holidays. I really enjoyed myself, but I am happy to be back to the tennis. It's January right now, and I know you all know what that means. Australian Open is going to be starting any day now. I will be glued to my TV once that happens. I want to take this chance to thank the very, very many of you who participated in the 12 Days of Tennis in December. That course is, of course, closed now. It was a lot of fun. I always have fun myself going back through it. It's like a surprise to me every time I go through it and see those videos of myself again. But it's a fun way to keep your tennis up during the holidays. So thank you to those of you who participated. I really appreciated it. And just know I'm back. I can't wait to keep talking about tennis with all of you. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, happy tennis.